Welcome to Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic, where we promote integration and collaboration. Whether you are just starting your practice or you are ready to push the profession forward, we aim to provide you all the tools necessary to form relationships and educate your community. After all, spines of all sizes deserve to be adjusted. Welcome to our podcast and thanks for listening. Hey guys, this is Dr. Katie with Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic. I'm excited to have Dr. Kristen Christensen probably butchered that, but she's on the podcast today with us to talk a little bit more about herself, her practice, and she is a Business Basics member. This is my signature course that I've developed to help animal chiropractors grow their practice. So thank you so much for being here, Doc. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your practice? Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So I operate Sonoran Animal Chiropractic. It's a mobile animal chiropractic business in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, we travel around, go to our clients' houses, and do adjustments on dogs, cats, and horses. So right now, I actually do have an associate that works with me. So I guess I'm a two-doctor practice now. But yeah, basically, we cover the whole Phoenix area. And then I also have an equine sports medicine practice on the side. That's amazing. I know a lot of people, when they are starting their mobile animal chiropractic business, they feel like, oh, it's just me. going to stay small. But you're living proof that it doesn't have to be that way. You can have multiple doctors and be ambulatory. Can you speak more to that? Absolutely. Uh, when I started, yeah, I never pictured myself hiring anyone else, much less a DC to join me and do animal chiropractic. So uh, she works for me one day a week and I'm actually getting ready to hire another DC to do another day a week for me, cover both sides of the valley so that I can do more on the horse side of things because I was getting so busy on the dogs, which is great, but not where my full interest lies. So they take care of the dogs for me and free up a day that I can do more on the horse side. I'm sure they're happy to do it, actually, because there's they so many animals to be treated. Absolutely. And then it's been interesting to watch that need climb through the last couple of years uh, that I've been doing this, starting with the pandemic. It just skyrocketed and then we get calls all the time, which is fantastic. So tell me a little bit more about the balance of, you know, how you grew this practice. Is it just, you know, one visit at a time or are they in different locations and the dogs are coming to them? Or do you do the intake and then you pass them off? What does that look like? So I try to keep it so that the client stays with that doctor, however that looks. There are times where, you know, I'll take a client that's typically in my other doctor's area just because I can get them in sooner for whatever reason and I don't want them waiting. And then most of the time they get scheduled for a follow up on my doctor's schedule it's just so that we can kind of keep that continuity. It's it's up per alley on interest, that sort of thing. Um, we come to them. I do have one location where they'll bring dogs to me. It's in the East Valley. So my second doctor that's going to be joining us, she's going to be seeing them at that location as well, just to provide a different day and time for that to happen. But for the most part, we are mobile. We go to their houses. So we're seeing, you know, one, maybe two patients at a house at a time. Are they full time with you or are they contractors? Contractors. Contractors. That's what yeah. I thought. Okay. They both will do one day a week, potentially. My one that's been with me for a while, we may be looking at adding a, a second day, kind of starting out with a half day, seeing how it builds. Amazing. Well, let's back up a, a little bit and talk more about you and how you started. Because I know when you first came to me, you, I think we're working at the racetrack, right? And yep. you're seeing horses on the racetrack and you were burnt out. Can you talk a little bit more about, you know, why was it so important to you to shift to an animal chiropractic practice? I was exhausted. I love racetrack medicine. That's what got me to vet school. That's what I wanted to do. I did it 
knowing that it was going to be six, seven days a week and just realized that it was not for me in that capacity. Wanted to have a family and to be honest, wanted to have a life outside of work. So at that point, I was just doing relief work, which was exhausting in its own right because I was traveling to New Mexico while my husband stayed in Arizona. So I was doing two weeks on, two weeks off, basically. And we decided at that point to go ahead and do the chiropractic training and see where that led. That was all about the time that I was pregnant with our first child. So was definitely looking for a change of pace, something that I could control. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, hard to get maternity leave or hard to get hired when you go in and be like, guess what? I'm going to need maternity leave in eight months. So I wanted something that allowed us to best serve those needs and still allow me to be home with the kids every now and then. Yeah, so tell me a little bit more about what that balance looks like now, now that you've, you know, got these associates and they're helping you and you're working on horses, ambulatory. Tell me a little bit more about that balance that you have. So I work three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. We see clients then. My um, associates will work on Fridays as well. So that leaves me, I'm home with my kids Tuesday, Thursday. I now have two of them. So I get to be home with them a good portion of the time and not feel like I'm skimping out on being a mom. Um, but I also get those breaks so that I get to go to work and, you know, enjoy myself and what I went to years of school for. So it does work out. I still dabble a little bit on the track doing some sports medicine there. Our track here is a little short on vets. So help out a little bit, um, do some pre-purchases on horses getting rehomed and the occasional chiropractic adjustment there at the track. So I still get my track fixed without having to be there seven days a week. And the rest of it, I get to pick my schedule. That time freedom is really important. And that's probably one of the biggest reasons people join my business basics courses because they're like, I want to have my own practice, but I don't know how to make it profitable working part time. And a lot of it is just figure out what you want. I tell everybody like what works for me is not going to work for you because I don't have children. So I don't have to be a part time mom and a part time business owner, which it can be hard having that balance. So it sounds like you've navigated that quite well. And I'm so excited. You have two babies. I think when you first joined the course, you just had one. Yep. How old are they now? Three and a half and one and a half. Toddlers. Yes. <laughs> so <Bless> much you. <laughs> fun. <laughs> yes. It's definitely a challenge. They provide their own challenges. But um, and I was lucky that we were in a spot where my husband could support us so that I could just go out on my own. And it took time to build up so that those three days were actually busy and full and actually paying back on my tuition for the chiropractic education. I mean, I remember when I told my husband I wanted to do it and how much it was going to be. And he was like, and your monthly student loan payment is what? So it was a little bit to bite off at the beginning and slow, but it picked up and yeah, glad we made the jump. Yeah. Also, well, it sounds like you made a huge investment in yourself and it has paid off, which I'm excited for. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about what brought you to my business basics program in the first place. Were there any particular fears you had about starting your business that, you know, my materials helped you with? So I was about two years into my business when you came out with your business basics course. So kind of flying by the seat of my pants. We didn't have a whole lot of business stuff in school and actually... At that time, they were like, yeah, this is the most business courses that vet students have been offered. <laughs> so had very little business background. And thankfully, my husband's a little more business and financial minded than me. And so was able to guide me along. But I still kind of just felt like I was floundering. With the pandemic, I had gotten super busy doing the dogs. And so it was this sudden influx that I was not planning on, but was extremely grateful for. And I think at that point was... I think I was like newly pregnant with our second when we did that course. So 
a lot of new things on the horizon and not really sure how I was going to navigate it. So I was just looking for a little more input on the business side of things, how to go about managing that, knowing that you had a successful practice and wanted to glean whatever information I could to apply that on my end. Yeah, uh, that's probably the biggest, I don't want to say complaint, but missing piece that people have from their animal chiropractic course is they're like, okay, now what? <laughs> right? Because you're yeah. like, I know all that stuff. Now where are all my patients? And it doesn't really work that way, right? So were there any particular uh, wins or takeaways that you had from taking this course that you feel like really served you in your business? I feel like the forms that you had that went over, you know, how many visit numbers you need to, you know, hit your end goal, your year end goal on, you know, how much money you want to make. And the one you had, I remember it was on like how many new clients you needed to bring in to make up for the ones that drop off. Like that was eye opening because obviously being in practice for two years, you know, I'd seen that and been like, where do these clients go? Like I saw them for three or four visits and now they're just gone, you know, and kind of just adding on clients as I went, not really actually looking at the numbers and how many, you know, are they making up for those clients that I've lost, that sort of thing. There's no business owner wants to think that they've lost clients, but it's a reality in this field. So those were definitely big wins for me that just kind of helped give me something solid to look at and see where I'm at. I distinctly remember too, while you're taking the course is how it's called like a six step visit during follow ups. And a lot of times we get into the routine of like, well, how how is everybody doing? You know, we'll just ask that. And it's just like a routine. We just viscerally like check out and we just say, well, how how is he doing? Right. And a lot of times especially working with older geriatric pets, which is a lot of small animal. It's like, oh, he's still limping. Oh, he's still doing this. And you didn't get into chiropractic to hear, oh, it's not working, right? So tell me a little bit more about how we built that positivity between each session, because you said that helped you tremendously as a veterinarian. And I know it's helped a lot of other people too. Absolutely. Uh, so much of it is just changing the wording. You mentioned that you go in and you ask, what improvements did you see? And it forces the owners to look at the positive. And so instead of starting out complaining, which most of them are primed and ready to do the minute they open that door for me, it's like, hold on, what, what did you see that was good in this? And they're like, oh, yeah, that's right. For three days, Fluffy was a puppy again. And now we're here we are seven days later and Fluffy's acting like the 14 year old dog that he is. So that definitely helps change so much. And, you know, from the vet standpoint, dealing with sports medicine, I deal with lamenesses all the time. And, you know, I don't see them back as frequently as I do for the chiropractic, hopefully, because I've resolved the lameness. But, you know, at that point, I'm hoping to instill a maintenance chiropractic and that sort of thing. And so it's nice to hear, you know, oh, instead of knocking this barrel all the time, we shaved a second off of our time or, you know, whatever the case may be. And it's changing their mindset. And it changes my mindset so that I'm not down at the end of the day that, oh, 10 of my 12 dogs I saw today didn't improve. They did improve. It may have been slight. It wasn't the miraculous improvement we were hoping for, but we're not going to get that every case, every time. Yeah, that's amazing because reframing your mindset was probably the hardest thing that I struggle with. I naturally am in a pretty negative person. <laughs> and you know, reframing that changed a lot for me personally. And I know I also had to change my mindset too. When my schedule was empty, I had to just look at it and I had to say, you know what? I'm doing such a great job. They don't need me. <laughs> what I would have to say, right? And I right. know it's kind of like 
oh, that's stupid. But it really does help because no news is good news sometimes when you work with animals, right? Yeah. And I would just say, thank you, God. I'm doing such a great job that nobody needs me. Right? <laughs> it's stupid, but it helps, right? You have to be, you know, sometimes a little, you know, have a sense of humor when you work at most. Um, but that's super helpful knowing that the spreadsheets were helpful to you because I just did a course on that and I gave the new updated spreadsheets out for free. And a lot of people were like, oh, wow, I've never sat down and looked at the numbers. Oh my gosh, now the emotion's gone. I just have numbers. I don't know if I can make this work. Now I can see with the numbers that I can, you know, it gives you like a light at the end of the tunnel. And I don't know what everyone's tunnel, how short or long it is, but like it's attainable once you finally see it. So that's probably my favorite part of making the course too, is I was like, oh, this is going to give people something tangible to hold on to. But it's also the most boring part. I feel like it's like, oh, there's nothing sexy about the spreadsheet, right? No. But you can't really sit down, not like not everyone goes and sits down with a banker uh, to get a business loan when they first get started. And that's like what they ask for is like, okay, do you have a business plan? And like spreadsheets are a part of your business plan. But a lot of us skip that step, right? Because we start mobile. So anyway, I digress. Tell us a little bit more about the transformation of your practice when you started BB course and like, where are you now? Because obviously you started BB course, I think 2021, you took it when it was like first available. And then a couple of years, fast forward later, we're doing this, this talk. So how have you grown? How have you evolved? Like, what has a BB course changed for you? Yeah, I think I was part of your beta group that tested it out. So way back when, like I said, at that point, I was on my own driving all over Phoenix, which if you've never been to Phoenix, is a large area to cover. Um, I think I was right at the point where I was starting to have to do, you know, one day on this side of the valley and one day over here and kind of separate it out, which was giving me some pretty good quiet spots in my days saving me driving wise, but it was giving me a lot of downtime. So trying to figure out how best to, you know, schedule things and set myself up for success. So your course kind of came through right at a good time where I could utilize some of that downtime and kind of take a step back and look at the business and see, you know, what I needed to do to continue to make it profitable and continue to grow it. At that point, I still had a little bit of tunnel vision on like, I didn't really know what I was growing it to. And I'll have to admit, I still don't really know what I'm growing it to. I'm kind of just flying by the seat of my pants here again. But, you know, I'm I'm learning to enjoy the ride that it's taking me on and definitely the blessings that I've gotten in regards to this practice that, you know, I am where I am. So using those spreadsheets and kind of utilizing some of that time in between appointments to figure out how best to serve my clients and improve on the business side of things so that I can focus on patient care. Are there any other management tools that you have found extremely beneficial, whether it be note taking or software or, um, you know, I don't know, any apps you use that have helped you grow now that you're multiple doctor practice as well? Well, so I'm old school and I like to write things down, but I also am a mom to two toddlers and a wife and I have two horses that I try to ride occasionally and, and my life just doesn't allow for me to just write everything down and then have endless time in the evenings to sit down and put all those notes into a computer system. So I think I did the first year just writing notes and then realized that I was going to need an electronic medical record system because filing and doing all of that was just not my cup of tea. So I bit the bullet and did that and then tried to do a hybrid system and that just 
was still way too much time that I was spending doing records. So I think the biggest thing for me was just making the jump, taking my iPad into appointments with me, typing down spelling errors and all. My iPad loves to autocorrect on me. I am a PC user through and through. I have zero idea how to use my iPad outside of my record system. I can barely restart the thing. So, you know, getting it to work, just typing down, you know, notes on the patient, what I adjusted, and then I go through if I've got a few extra minutes, I'll finish out the record afterwards or before the next appointment, whatever it is. But then it's there as much of it's done as possible. When I get home and I'm making dinner, I can go through and just kind of as I connect to the Internet, you know, upload them all, get them all finalized. So saves me a lot of time in that regard. Um, and that was probably the most beneficial thing. And it's the hardest jump for me to do is to leave that pen and paper behind. I still travel with pen and paper because sometimes there's those notes that I just have to scribble down. But for the most part, trying to go fully electronic just because of the time-saving techniques. As far as a single app or anything like that, making sure your record system is something that you can take on the road with you, being mobile. I'm not in an office. I don't have one set computer sitting there so that I can type on it at the end of the appointment, anything like that. I have to account for drive time. So a lot of times I don't get to finalize the record after that appointment. I have a hard time telling clients no. So if they add on a dog while I'm there, I'm happy to do it. But then that means that, you know, now I have to go to my next appointment. I don't have time to sit in their driveway and finish the record. So, you know, definitely being able to take it on the road with me and, you know, wherever I am, I can work on that record and finish it so that when I am home, I can as quickly as possible finish things for the day and put work aside and spend it with my family. That's huge what she just said, because I know a lot of us when we're first starting our business, they're like, I'm not busy. It's no big deal. I don't mind doing all the extra admin. And then everyone finds out how amazing animal chiropractic care is. And then, you know, it just, I don't know what happens. Just one day you're just like, where did all my time go? I have so many patients. This is amazing. And it's also not amazing because now I feel like there's so much more work to do. Right. Especially as a mobile practitioner where you're wearing all the hats, you know, you're answering the phones, you're doing the records, being the doctor, being the assistant, you know, you're doing all these different things. So That is huge what she just said, and I don't want to minimize that at all. So as a new business owner, growing your business, it's hard to prioritize what's most important. So if you had like three tips for a new business owner, whether it be a vet, an animal chiropractor, what would you have as advice for them on what to prioritize when they get started? Think about where you want your business to be in the future as you're setting up your business. And I was listening to a podcast while driving and they brought that point up and it hit me like someone had just smacked me in the forehead with it. Like, I never thought about it. I never imagined someone else would be answering the phones for me. I never imagined someone else would be talking to clients, scheduling them. I never imagined I would have one soon to be two doctors working for me. And so when I set it up, I didn't set it up like that. I set it up like I was going to single-handedly do everything. And like you said, you get busy and all of a sudden all those admin tasks you had afternoons to do, you don't have anymore. And I was spending so much of my time on Tuesdays and Thursdays scheduling clients, finishing records, getting back to them that those days were so stressful because I was home with the kids trying to get them to be quiet so I could call a potential client and not have them screaming, which... You don't have kids, but for those of you that listen to this that do, you'll know as soon as you pick up that phone and they answer, that's when they get in a shoving match and start screaming. And my dogs like to howl when the kids cry. So it gets pretty chaotic. 
So when I hired a scheduler to work for me, I realized my cell phone number was the number that all of my clients had was on all of the marketing because I didn't want to carry two phones. So that was a bad decision because, you know, we, we ended up going with Grasshopper and getting a phone number on that. So it was all internet based so I could still have it on my phone, but she could have access to it. And I'm still trying to figure out how new clients are getting my cell phone number because I thought we went through and changed it all. And even then, I have old clients that have that number that call it and schedule. So, you know, one of those things I should have done my due diligence on those afternoons that were quiet and figured out a better way to set up the phone system so it was an easy transition. If I ever did have a scheduler, I never got to that point. It's figuring out your systems intentionally before yeah. that fits the fan. <laughs> Right. Because um, I tell everybody, your business should be like a machine. You can't just always be in front of it. It has to run without you there, really. Yeah. And, you know, what's exciting about hearing this and you determining your systems and ever evolving, ever growing is that because of that and you being intentional, you get to serve more patients, which is probably the most exciting bit. Because I know a lot of people, when they think of big business or they think of, oh, they're making a lot of money, they must be bad, they must be evil, they must be money hungry. And that's not it. You're just being more intentional and you're being more efficient so you can serve more people because you have a business to do a service to serve others, right? Yep. So that's, that's probably the most exciting piece is, you know, being able to serve more patients by being intentional about growing your business. And animal chiropractic, there's not enough of us. So the fact that you get to hire two doctors to work with you in addition to you, it's like really mind blowing for me because when I first started my business, I was like, can I just work for somebody else? And it didn't exist, period. Yeah. Like you have to start your own business. And that's kind of like why I made all the mistakes, right? Because I'm a first time business owner. So thankfully I figured it out, figured it out. I'm using air quotes for those of you that can't see me. I figured something out that worked for me and it's never easy. There's good days and bad days being a business owner. It's not for everybody. And it's really exciting that you get the chance to add people to your journey. So um, well, for the last couple of minutes here, are there any reservations you maybe had prior to taking the course or is there anything you wish could be included in the course moving forward? I will say it was definitely geared more for the DC side, which as a vet, you know, it was definitely eye opening to see, you know, what you guys have to do to get vet referrals and communicating more with the vets on that side of things. It definitely had good business information, regardless of what medical school you went to. That doesn't matter. It would have been nice to have a little bit more of the vet input. And obviously, I know you're at DC, so I can't expect you to have that input from the vet side of things. Um, you know, so there was were those points that it would have been nice to kind of have the dual input on certain things. But obviously, when it comes down to the financial side of things, the business side of things, you know, for the most part, it's all the same. Um, didn't have any reservations going into it. You know, honestly, I hadn't even given it any thought on whether or not your course was going to be more geared towards DCs or vets. I knew you were a DC, but was eager to learn and, you know, learn more up from the business standpoint. And, you know, if anything, it just made me more aware of the importance of communication with the vets. And I don't do as much of that because I don't need those referrals. So, you know, trying to not leave those vets out of the conversation um, because they are a good source for patient referrals. And it is important to work in tandem with them. You know, just like you guys, I do get those vets that, you know, will tell clients to not go the chiropractic route and, you know, definitely are not going to refer to me. But it leaves a door open for education and, you know, building a relationship there and kind of explaining what we do. And it's not stepping on toes. And, you know, if they're like that, they don't care if I'm a vet or a DC. 
Well, this has been a very awesome interview for me mainly. I'm trying to do these interviews so that way I can make one, my course better because I'm always trying to improve on serving all chiropractors so they can serve more patients. That's like my primary goal. And then two, also just seeing you as a person and how you've grown is really exciting for me. Like I had no idea you had two doctors. I thought you just had one. So that's really exciting for me too. And also hearing that you have a balance with your work and family life. That's like really, really awesome to hear because there's a lot of doctors that don't have that balance. And, you know, I don't want anyone ever to burn out doing this because I really feel like what we do is so amazing and so awesome that I really want you to be able to do it for the rest of your life. So thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. If anyone really had a great time listening to this interview, they're in your area, maybe they want to connect. Is there a good place where they can reach you? Absolutely. Our website's www.sonoranimalchiropractic.com. There's a contact us link on there that you can fill out and either me or my scheduler, Sarah, will get back to you. Um, If you just have questions for me, then it'd likely be me reaching out back to you. But feel free to. I'm more than happy to chat about my experiences and what I've done. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. If you have any other questions or concerns or potential topics for the podcast, please reach out. We're on Making Strides for AnimalChiropractic.com, Making Strides for Animal Chiro across all the social media. We'd love to have you on our Facebook group or community of practitioners who would love to see you succeed. Very proud of that group, actually. And then if there's anything else I can do on the podcast, guests to interview, please let me know by dropping a comment in the review section. Till then, we'll talk very soon. Hope to hear from you guys. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. I hope these free tools have served you and your business so you can serve more patients. It's really tough being an animal chiropractor. I know it. You're trying to meet all these people, trying to get their vet to sign these referral forms, and you don't know if you can make your business work financially. It's hard. I get it. Now, when I first got started, all of my chiropractic mentors told me you have to do all these marketing events, meet all these people you don't know, shake a lot of hands, and get them into your practice. I was always wondering where my next new patient was going to come from. And if I'm being honest with you all, it wasn't sustainable. It always put fear in my head that I would never have a practice of my dreams. So fast forward a couple years, and here I am with a successful and thriving animal chiropractic practice. And it took a lot of mindset shifts in order to get here. What I thought and what I was told would work didn't work for me. So I had to develop a program that worked for a strongly introverted, kind of awkward person who just loves animals and wants to serve them well. I had to shift away from always thinking about where I'm going to get my new patients in to instead focusing on the relationships I built in my community and becoming an authority figure on animal chiropractic. So you guys, I have a free course that's going to tell you a little bit more about how I made these mindset shifts and why I started this Making Strides movement. So that way we can push the animal chiropractic profession forward. Please join us on makingstridesforanimalchiropractic.com. Take the free course and see what it has to offer you. Hey guys, Dr. Katie here. Thanks for listening. My intention behind starting this podcast was to build awareness and promote our amazing profession. If you like what we're doing here, please like, share, or leave a review. Help us to spread this movement so we all can begin to take steps towards change. Let's make strides for animal chiropractic.